Welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, Good for the Game, Thursday night, 9 o'clock. It's uh, Gavin Oracle over here, and we've got uh, Guy Stoneman on the right-hand side waiting for Hyde. He's also going to join us. But no Brent Graham tonight. He phoned me in an absolute panic last week saying that uh, – in fact, he phoned me two weeks ago. And he, wasn't, he wasn't going to be able to do the show. And I actually thought he was talking about last week, found out he was going to Sun City, so I don't know what he was doing there. I know he was obviously – doing a bit of punting. I don't think he was playing golf or anything like that. But um, <laughs> uh, anyway, didn't put me on the show, and uh, I found out it was actually this week and not last week. Right, so I see the, <laughs> I see the comments. Uh, well, I'm ready to go with this. I'm pretty familiar with uh, StreamYard, sorry, so I will be able to put comments on the screen. But in the meantime, I will uh, – oh, there's Hyde, so we'll chuck him in. Right, there we yeah. go. How's it, Hyde? How's it, boys? Sorry, just good. jumping from another show. Now that's right. I recognise that uh, that dodgy brick wall behind you from uh, from previous days, and uh, yeah, it's just so uh, right. So let's let's stick some comments on, put them on the screen. There we go. First one, noticing our back. Sean uh, Nicholas phoned me earlier today and said I hadn't been involved in six months. It hasn't been quite six months. I did have a uh, the odd bet in December, and I know I had a few horses in January. It didn't go very well for me, so I decided to take a few a few days off, which turned into a few weeks. And uh, yeah, here we are. So. I'm glad yeah. Saving and Rugby is back. I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys enjoyed last week's games. And, uh, yeah, well, let's 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 start off with that. So uh, I'll, I'll start off with uh, Stone Man, first time on the show. Uh, what did you what did you get from those two South African fixtures? So we won't talk about this week's betting yet. We'll get to that later on. But what did you get from watching the games last week? Well, well Gab, I was, I was working, obviously, on Saturday. We were quite busy. So I was just sort of a bit of the game fleetingly. And uh, I was chatting to Stig prior to the game. I said, do we get involved? You know, first game back, I was a little bit nervous. Uh, and then when I watched the game again, obviously fleeting me at the shop while it was busy, I watched it. And the Sharks were absolutely nowhere for the first 15, 17 minutes of the game. They couldn't get their hands on the ball. And then I turned around, I came back, and obviously the, the, the card scenario changed the game a hell of a lot. But uh, I, I, I watched the game again a couple of times. I watched the replays of the game. There was a lot of positives to take out of if you're a Sharks fan. I think the Stormers must be really kicking their butts for, for, for letting that game slip. And you see at the end, they could have actually got it at the at the gap. I mean, at the death. So it was you could take a lot of things out of that game both ways from a, from a, from a rugby point of view and from a punning point of view, I think. You know? Um, the Stormers and the Bulls game, I also only watched that on replays. So it, I wasn't wound up in the motion of having a bet on the game either. And uh, also take a lot from that game. I, I think that Lions team... They hung on and hung on, and then I think that powerful bench, when they came back with uh, the Bulls and Mornan and started to control the game, the Bulls sort of looked looked like they were always never going to lose the game, but they only sort of sealed it at the end. So, um, yeah, also first game's out for the guys. So it's, it's, I think you can take a lot of that. I'll mention that later in the game for the weekend. But, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't going to bet last weekend, and, and myself and my partner, we didn't have any bets, and uh, we probably would have won one, lost one. Yeah. Sorry, I was just trying to put the picture on the screen, learning a little bit more about this because uh, Brent's got a professional version. Trying to show you uh, a picture of Mornay Stania in the background. <laughs> I think you can see his head at the top. All right, so Han, what did you get out of those two games? 
Uh, Gav, just firstly, I was a little bit late there, so I didn't get to uh, say say how's it before the show. And I just remember uh, Cole, Cole Hurton, the umpiring, always said just before he went out, he said, just remember one thing, and that's don't fuck it up. So uh, that's it. Uh, just that's the, that's the pep talk from, from my side, Gav. So uh, no stress there. Listen, in terms of the betting, yeah, I didn't have a punt in the first first uh, weekend of Rainbow. As, as you guys said there, it was just a case of... Uh, Watch and see. I wasn't um, I wasn't impressed by the Bulls and, and the Lions game. I thought the Bulls started well, and it looked like this was a you know a different class playing against a, a rubbish side. I didn't like the look of the Lions team. You know they've got a heck of a lot of youngsters playing at the moment, but uh, I thought the, they fought back well. You know I thought the Bulls just uh, took their foot off, and it was controlled by the Lions, and they looked pretty good for probably the majority of that game until the last twenty when Mornay just showed. You know he's he's a bit of a different level. At, at that level so he just controlled it i mean that cross kick at the end was something of uh, of beauty and yeah i got got the job done but i wasn't overly impressed by the bulls and and that was actually a plucky performance from the lions who as i said on paper to me or or you know definitely a, a level below the others yeah i agree and uh in fact uh, i was uh, hoping one of you would say something about the cards and i know a stone man did right at the beginning but you know, I've been, you know, you know, Han, I've been shouting this red card system home since 2017. And, you know, we'll never forget that Sharks-Rebels game when it was 9-all. It was absolutely, you know, horrible to watch. Didn't matter. You know, yes, if you won the plus, you were probably enjoying the fact that you were going to win. But from a rugby spectacle, spectacle sorry, it was absolute rubbish. And, you know, the, the Varsity Cup trialed it out. I know they did trial this uh, out in a, a couple of other leagues across the world. But, my gosh, I'm so happy. So there's three things that come out of, out of it for me, and I know I dropped a, a, a thing on the WhatsApp group the other day, but for me, the first thing is it does not kill the game anymore. The game was not dead. This, this, There's not, none of this 15 versus 14 rubbish anymore. Yes, it's for 20 minutes, but it's not for 63 minutes or 48 minutes or 38, 39 minutes or whatever the number is. So the 15 versus 14 is gone. So what we're seeing now is a 23 versus 22 and in fact, as it happens at the Stormers game, it was a 23 versus 21. So it's very interesting to see how people manage or how teams manage their benches going forward. Because if you lose that player, it's what do you do? You know, how do you how do you manage that? How do you, you know, guys that you're going to stick on at 55 or 62 minutes, you, do you bring them on a little bit earlier? Do you hold on to it a little bit longer? You know, so it's going to be very interesting to see how that goes. The second thing is, uh, sorry, that's actually the second thing was the 22 versus 23. Um, the third thing, and I think this is probably the, the most important from a betting perspective as well, it's going to influence the red card, yes or no betting. And I think referees are going to hand out red cards a lot easier now that, than they used to because they're not going to feel the guilt. They're not going to feel the, the backlash from the crowd or the media saying, oh, you shouldn't have given a red card because you killed the game. We've taken the killing the game out of it. You know, now the guy's going, well, that probably is a red card. I would have given it five years ago, but I would have got into trouble for it. So I'm going to give it out now. So I think we're yeah. going to see a few more red cards than we used to. And at least the game's not going to be impacted and teams are going to have to learn to play without the full bench. Yeah. Kevin, I'm, I'm in agreement there, but probably a little bit uh, selfish reason, not even on, on the punting front, but I'll never forget uh, flying up in, 27, in 2017 when was the Lions final against the Crusaders and uh, that Quaja red card after like 20. And I mean, it was, uh, you know, game over yeah, from there. It's like you, you're sitting there for the an hour knowing what the result was. Yeah, the game was done. Yeah, I know exactly. And, and yeah, sorry, Stone, you carry on. 
No, just saying exactly the same thing in that game. We, we had a decent bet there on the Lions and uh, the game w w was finished. Uh, it was done. Done. Yeah. Um, they're saying, uh, Stone, that you need to put your microphone up. I don't know where I saw that, but somebody oh, said something. I don't know if that if you're able to switch your volume up on your computer, but they're saying they can barely hear you. I don't know if they want to hear you. There it is. Someone else. He's called someone else. Must be one of your mates. All right, okay. let's get going. So we'll start up. Uh, up all right, so the first up we're going to talk about is the Crusaders versus the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I haven't watched much of this rugby. I've never been a Crusader fan because what's always happened with me in the past is their minus has always been priced up too much. I found myself losing because I've taken a plus and going against the Crusaders and the All Blacks for that matter. So I'm, I'm a bad example of who to ask here about this particular game. But, you know, they're up against the Chiefs and, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you what do you think, Han? I'll, I'll listen to you guys and you'll probably sway me one way or another and, and we'll go from there. Gavin, I kept going to the well of the Crusaders. You know, they're usually uh, one of those that I just keep keep backing. It's uh, throw them into Maltese and that kind of thing. And they hurt me three weeks in a row. I mean, uh, who would have who would have thunk at the Crusaders losing three matches, a uh, three-match losing streak? It's it's uh, you know, it's unfathomable. It was uh, it was chaos for me there. And obviously last week I just went big. I was like uh, back at back at Christchurch. There's just no ways it's it's gonna be four. This this time they're gonna get the job done. So I think finally there was a little bit of a respect to to the visitors there. So that was good from a punting perspective. But yeah, maybe it's gone out the door a little bit. To me, it's uh, I know Brent is obviously keen in, in finals. He says don't uh, stare, you know, blankly to the fact that it's going to be a, a tight battle just because it's a final. Often when a team loses interest, you know, it can blow out and, and all that. But to me, this is a it's a tough cap. You know, I just I just don't believe it's a good business backing against the Crusaders on a handicap because it can just, just blow out. So I'm not going to go that way. But at the same time, you know, this is not the Crusaders of old. This is... A, it's a changed outfit. The Lucio is completely, you know, it's not as dynamic as it was before. So there's there's a lot of change in the bench. I mean, they haven't got uh, Moody in there anymore in the starting lineup or the bench. So it's, it's much weaker in terms of the front and the pack, especially the, the bench depth. So to me, it's, it's, it's the Crusaders still edging it in terms of home advantage and probably in personnel. But I think the, the Chiefs are going to be healthy, you know, they uh, they did well last week with a B team. They had a team in form. So, you know, make no mistake about it. This one is uh, is going to be close. So I'm just going for a few exotics, which maybe I'll share off the Stone Man as that is big. Um, just one thing before Stone Man gets involved, and, and I've only just had a quick look in the last half an hour, but the Chiefs have been a second-half uh, second team. Um, in, in the last six or seven games, they've scored more points in the second half than the, than the first half. And... And I'm not a. I'm definitely like Brent. I'm not a, a half-time handicap guy, but it looks like the kind of thing that if you. And again, I haven't been watching this. So I'm a very bad uh, judge of this particular fixture. Um, but yeah, I mean, if teams are performing far better than they are in the first half, in the second half, then uh, maybe it's time to jump on when they get into a bit of trouble. But as you said, it's a final. I don't believe in that. Teams uh, um, just want to get, just want to win. I know they just want to win, but. You know, when the tries come, they'll take them. And when the points come, they'll take them. It's just, yeah, I, I, I like the Crusaders to win, but at minus 10 or minus 9 for that matter, it just feels a little bit big. I hate those double-digit minuses. I don't care who's playing. I just don't like them. So for me, yeah, I 
I'd either not have a bet or probably back the Chiefs after the Crusaders have got an early lead. Your turn, Stoney. All right, All right Gab, let me tell you something. Here. I, I've, I've been a, I'm the opposite to you. I've been a Crusaders fan for years and years and years. I know, and you're, you're a big minus fan, in fact. Yeah, I, I'm a minus fan. Um, but in finals, I stay away from minuses. The, the Crusaders' home record in finals is just, you just can't beat it, you know? And, and, and always, you know, sometimes people say they're going to they're wait till we beat them. If you look at their head-to-head since 2013, Chiefs and Crusaders have played, played each other 17 times. The Crusaders have won 10, Chiefs have won 7. But a lot of that is in, in, it was been in Super Rugby away from home stories. And about the four Chiefs of them have been in Fiji. Yeah, well, well, well there, there we go. So, <laughs> like Hans said, uh, those Crusaders lost their way early on or not in the middle of the season. They, they looked the business to me against the Blues, who, who I call the coconuts. You can never bet with any confidence. And I thought they would. I thought the Blues were going to be sort of runners up the season. But they have played well in spurts. And uh, the Crusaders, um, I, I know that, uh, that Braden Enor's back, uh, the centre, to give a bit of stability on the bench. He was an injury. There's no other changes from their team from last week. They are a well-drilled team. they at home. They coached well. I don't see the Chiefs getting within seven or eight points of them. I'm not going to climb into the minus eight and a half. Uh, I would also, it's a final. I'll take uh, the Crusaders and outright and a whole lot of multiples and then maybe take the Chiefs on a plus for something else. That's all I'll be doing in this game. Okay, so that's a good point that you uh, that you brought up there. So for the guys that are taking multiples, and I know Brent sort of doesn't really talk about this much on his show and obviously going to, throwing a, a, a bit of a spanner here and something to talk about. And hopefully Brent continues it on when he comes back next week. But, you know, there's a lot of guys watching and we'll watch the show later. They want to know what's their banker for the week. So is Crusaders at home just to get on the board? Is that a banker? Can you stick that in every multiple you take this weekend? <laughs> I'm not answering this first, Heineken. It's it's the worst thing, you know. I try and put a banker in a in a Friday game if I can, so I know whether my weekend is buggered or not. Yeah. So luckily, it's still Saturday morning. Maybe it's okay. To me, to me, it is. Uh, I'm I'm going with, with Stoneman. It's just uh, it's it's probably you know we're not used to it, and there is going to be a first, and there is going to be a time that ends. But you know, in my my lifetime, my knowledge of rugby, it's it's been dominated by the Crusaders, and you know they at home in Christchurch. It's a final. It's it's almost like. You know, you know me, Gav, I love looking at, at team sheets and it's all about the players, but with the Crusaders, it's about the ethos. It's like mm-hmm. a, a guy can come in there from grade eight and he can play and he just slots into that same rhythm and he just believes that they can't lose there. It's 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 magic. So I'm just I'm not gonna go against the against the voodoo there. It's 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 Crusaders at home. Uh, I think it's if it's usually my rules, I don't go less than, than three to ten. So if it's if it's less than that, then usually I'll just go for lesser lesser minus. I don't I don't like playing like a two two to ten, you know, or zero one one point two into multis. But yeah, from three to ten, if you can get that, then throw it into a, into a few multis. I mean, I'll tell you guys my best bet. Let's just say it now. It's going to be the Reds and the Crusaders both to get the job done at uh, nine to ten is my yeah. best bet of the weekend. So yeah, that's that's okay, what I do. I like doubles, so that's my play. Okay, yeah, good enough. And yeah, as uh, as Dino said, Leinster's a banker last week, and David's saying, I'm going to put it up again, bankers make you sweat the most, and he's probably right. <laughs> that banker yeah, made a last week. All right, so, so, uh, so just, to, just to clarify there, we, we, we're saying Crusaders should win here. We're not sure about the minus, but don't take the plus. Crusaders will win on the board. 
in agreement. I'm in agreement. And then, then uh, Gavin, can I just go to the exotics there? I know you love my Absolutely. trial scorers. No, and no, and I've, de no, I've decided I'm, I'm going to throw you a stat there as well. You know, I've, I've been taking a lot of flack for the past, I think, uh, five years. It's, it's probably the same frequency as the World Cup almost where I... Uh, my hookers and uh, just to tell you the the leading try scorer in New Zealand the hooker and the leading try scorer in Australia is a hooker so if you've been backing the hookers you've been uh, it's it's been good business so I'm not going to leave it this week it's Cody Taylor to score a try anytime he can get onto that it's uh, I think 15 to 10 there he's he's been in phenomenal try scoring form and uh, Brady McAllister the the replacement hooker to score the last one as well the Crusaders to seal the game with a rolling rolling thunder at the end so those are the the two exotic plays from me. Yeah, and I've actually seen these. Um, uh, what do they call them? Same match bet bet builder, and it's a it's a, it's generally a soccer thing. And I've seen on the bookmaker sites, and you can put in there whether there'll be a penalty scored or how many corners they're going to be, and you know what, what time the goal will be. And you can sort of build your own bet with having six or seven things happen in the game. They don't come up with that with that in rugby. I haven't seen it in rugby, should I say? And Han, I tell you, if you could get somebody like your Cody Taylor to score the first try onto, you know, a couple of other things during the game, onto a rolling mall at the end of the game to seal the game from behind, I mean, that would be uh, that would be unbelievable. So if the bookmakers are listening, they got to come up with something like that because that is that is to take uh, to take Brendan. I'm going to put Brendan up twice, classic, and from our mates uh, Paris. He's using Paris's little saying here, put. So get on. Put. That just means just get on. Put. Right. Get on. <laughs> get on. Correct. Right. Next game, Reds and Brumbies. So you said you were going for the Reds. We'll start with you, Han. What do you like about them? Again, I can't say much because I honestly have not watched – I haven't watched much of this rugby. Yeah, they, they gave me a they gave me a fright. I think it's almost a month ago now when they played the Brumbies. I was pretty pretty big on them to beat the Brumbies, and uh, yeah, the the Brumbies came out like a house on fire or like uh, wild horses uh, running free. And it was uh, yeah, it was dangerous, but they they clawed their way back and and won the game. And to me, it's just I don't know what happened last week. I think they just uh, yeah, they they weren't there mentally. So I'd scrap that result. You know, it's one you can just uh, just look past. And focus on the fact the Brumbies are a great team on paper, on on the park. They just not know nowhere near as good. So the Reds, to me, they've got all their bases covered. Proper proper back of forwards. Uh, James O'Connor, you know, he might not be the world's best flyer, but he's probably he's miles and away the best flyer in Australia. So he's he's got the thing on a on a string pretty much, especially his attacking game. Uh, Picked him for top uh, point score in the comp, so we really need the Reds just to get off zero there for that to win. So it's 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 looking good. It's the Reds. <laughs> what Reds did you get? Away. Away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get uh, I think it was five and a half or something. Um, yeah. Or six, yeah, something like that. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be good to have a payday at the end of that match. I just kind of wanted to end uh, either way, but uh, it's it's. Probably still a game to go for the Reds. Yeah, as I said, I just I just don't have confidence in the Brumbies. They're not the same team they were a couple of seasons ago or the last two seasons. And uh, to me, it's it's the Reds want to lose this. I mean, Taniela Tupo is in devastating form. Can you believe you say that from a, a tight head prop? He's, uh, Gavin, you'd love this. I think he's got something like five tries this season. So it's uh, it's fantastic. It's all systems go for the Reds. And yeah, yeah get on them. Maybe a half-time, full-time double is, is some way you can go get closer to even money on them. You're not worried about the fact that the Reds needed a 
in the absolute last minute, well, not last minute, a couple of minutes to go, penalty to beat the Brumbies the last time. Yeah, as I said, that was a that was a blip on the radar. Don't don't uh, don't worry about that. They'll 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 get the job done this week. It's uh, as I said, I think I think the Brumbies are going to be a little bit deflated about what's happened this season. The Reds lost their last game; otherwise, they would have gone uh, undefeated. Whilst the, the the Brumbies lost a couple of games, so it's me. It's no, I think I think the Reds are are pretty safe in this one. You don't want to go that way and and say those words, but to me, it's it's definitely the way to go. You you shouldn't be opposing the Reds. Let's just say it that way uh, this weekend. Okay, Stone Man. All right, Reds, Brumbies. I'm, I'm all Reds, but believe it or not, at the beginning of the season, uh, we backed Reds to 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 win. So I've already got 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 money to come here. So. Yeah, my, my old thing, I always take some back there. I might have a little bit of a number nibble on the Brumbies, but I can't see it. I'm, I'm, I like the whole, the way the Reds have been coached. Um, close to home there, that Luke Wright kid, he's actually related to a very good customer of ours that comes to the shop. Uh, they immigrated uh, when he was a youngster. He's really come on as, 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 a, as a captain of that team. They well coached, they well drilled. Um, like, like Heinz says, these Brumbies aren't the team that they used to be. And, and no team can go through the whole season I mean, there was a couple of games when the Reds were, were flying and then they let some tries in softly. So you can't dissect the whole season. They deserve it, favourites. Uh, and I think they're going to win there. I would take a little bit of the minus five and a half. I'd also take the Reds at, at one to 12. And like I say, we've uh, we've got money to come because we backed them at the beginning of the season to win the, to win the tournament. So I'm all in the Reds camp as well. Okay, so that's an interesting one. So for a lot of the guys that are sitting in the same position as you, got the Reds to win the season, what do you do? Brumbies are leading 10-0 at, uh, at halftime. What are you doing? You're sitting on your Have bets, your you're waiting. Get, get your stake back. That's what I always do. That's that's the best thing. Sometimes I'll hedge it a little bit more if I've got a treble to come. But but the old story is, you know, if, if you break square every day, you punt, you've had a great day. So I, I'll just cover <laughs> my stake. It's a great saying that. <laughs> so I'll just cover my stake if things start going a little bit tear shape or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the Reds are the business there too. Okay, so Kevin, right. Kevin, just Kevin? just quickly uh, from my point of view, if, it, if it's a preseason punch, you know, I don't I don't like yeah. taking even money or anything like that. But if you you know got a nice three three to one, or you know, I, I presume they've probably got about five to two there of of the Reds at the start of the tournament, then you know I probably want a little bit more than my stake. So I probably wouldn't take cover at the start. But if the Reds do do come out and it's ten zip, and you know, you all of a sudden you can get three to one, then. Then I'll probably back it back it to double. You know, it's just give give back probably about 20 percent of my of my winnings that I would be getting on the one. So that's that's just the way I do it in terms of my long term. Okay, so so yeah, that that's an interesting point. And with uh, Stoneman, we'll go back to you. So you got what did you get? Five to two? Did you get three to one? Two to one? What did you get? I think we got thirty three to ten. Eh? I think I got a bit of a stretch there. Okay, so all right, see, so, all right, well, you're in the money at the moment, as they say in finance. You're in the money. If you exactly. back the Brumbies right now, you probably get 16 or 10. Maybe you'll find 18 or 10 if you look around. Are you not taking that and closing the game and saying, well, I don't care who wins? Or you want the 33 to 10, you just want your stake. You want the Reds to be leading 12 0, 14 0, and then you'll, you'll take about a seven to one in running and close it out. 100% there. Or, 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 or I, I don't, I'm not scared of a nine to 10 on the. On, on the plus, and then I can maybe back the Brumbies if it goes into if they get into double figures on the plus somewhere, you know, I might take that. Okay, so a last question on that on that note. So you got your thirty three to ten. Are you still punting this game, 
Or are you, in your mind, you've already got a putt? Mm, I'm going to speak to my partner tomorrow. We can't let a final go without having some. No, no, no. Just generally, though, how do you feel going into a game where you've already got a, a pre-existing punt that you took earlier in the season or, you know, maybe a few weeks ago, whatever it is, you're sitting on, you're in the money because you can close out, but you, do you still get involved in that game or do you say, I've already got my bet? And and I'll, I'll use South Africa as, as an example in the World Cup uh, a year and a half ago, however long it is ago. I'd say we're going to win. I'd Andre Pollard was my biggest punt was to get the top uh, top scorer. And I think I got it from Shane or one of the guys on this show actually pointed it out. Did a bit of research, got climbed into it. But on the day, I still took minus 15 and minus... I still punted South Africa. So, it was, no. I mean, I wasn't even satisfied with what I had. So, I am interested to know with someone... As I don't take those uh, long-term bets very often. But when I do, I, I find <laughs> I still have a bet on the game. I don't just let my... You know, I don't just let my bet bed ride and going into it. Well, well, Hein, do you it, want to go first or do you want me to respond and then you go? <laughs> okay. You yeah, can go. It, 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 it totally, with me, it totally depends on my financial situation that week and how I'm looking with the bookies. I, I'll give you an example. Uh, go back to the previous World Cup when I had bombs to come on New Zealand um, and I knew New Zealand were going to win, but I was in a predicament that if they didn't win, I was in a lot of trouble. So I started taking back a little bit. And then just before the game, I actually said to myself, God, what are you doing? You're doubting yourself here. You've backed these Oaks from the beginning of the tournament. You've backed them in every game. They are going to win this thing. And then I had another big punt. So, yeah. So you've got to you've got to back yourself. That's what we do with punters. But we also, you've got to watch what you can afford to lose and what you can afford to win, you know? But uh, I, I'm going to have a bet. I'm definitely going to bet the Reds again. That's me. It's such a tough thing, though, eh, Gav? I mean, it's like... It is. Uh, no, you know, but I'm also... Sorry, Han. I'm also asking questions that Brent doesn't ask. And I know a lot of punters are going to enjoy these questions. Yeah. I'm sure they'll put a comment or two up there. But but it is interesting to know how people think when it comes to... Hand, well, the money management of it. Because that's really what it's down to. It's money management. But that, I mean, that's exactly as Stoneman says. It's it's up to, you know, your position. You might not have a lot of bank left. And you're thinking, geez, you can't afford... You've almost... You know, you've you've made that cardinal sin. You've almost factored in your winnings already, which is always a bit of a bit of a bugger up there. Because, yeah. I mean, you know that uh, someone like Heinrich will just, you know, he, he'll tell you straight he doesn't take cover, he doesn't believe in cover. But, you know, to me, especially for a long-term punt, it's almost like you've you've gone over every hurdle, and then, uh, you know, for your team to race out to a ten-zip lead in the final, and then you get get to work on Monday at the water cooler, and everyone's talking about this magnificent comeback that the bloody Brumbies made. And you just want to vomit in your in your cup of coffee there, thinking, yeah, I do remember, and I'll remember for the next year. So it's, uh, I mean, I remember, Gav, sorry for going off topic, but I had David Warner in the previous World Cup to be the leading run scorer. And we, they were playing South Africa in that bloody dead rubber, and he got out for four, and I needed six for him to be the top run scorer. Yes, I, was never as, I was never as pissed off. Six, like, he needed two more. He needed, like, just the boundary, and he nicked it to the bloody keeper or slip. I was I pulled off the TV. I was I was pissed. So it's uh yeah, it's it's never nice. I think that kind of feeling and punting always plays a part to me. It's just that feeling of of losing out, which is bad because you you've actually got to be a bit robotic about it and just say, listen, there's no well, value in, in covering or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've had the odd the odd argument with my family and and I I I have a bet that doesn't win, and my wife will say you lost, so I didn't lose. <coughs> He says, you did. I said, no, I didn't win. And, you know, society teaches us that the opposite of win is lose, but it's not. The opposite of win is not win. 
and I'd, you know, not winning 10 grand and losing a thousand are completely different. They're not the yeah, same thing. So, you know, you, you once you understand it like that, you'll, you'll get it. But I also want to put one more thing out there with regards to a long-term punt. So you take your long-term punt in the case of Stoneman, yeah, you've taken 33 to 10 a few weeks ago. Um, you know, yes, Henrik said he doesn't want to t take cover, but it's for me, it's the same as buying a share. You buy a share at 100 Rand, right? SAB is 100 Rand. You buy it, goes up to 130. Are you going to not sell it or sell some of it? Or are you going to wait for the either the company to go to 500 Rand or you're going to wait for them to go out of business at zero? It's You've got to look at it like it's an investment. You've, you've bought the 33 to 10 today. What are you going to do with it? Yes, you can sit right till the end. Company can go bang. And as with sport, it's very different to finance where the contract length is very short. Well, once the competition's over, it's gone. You can't buy another contract. You can't switch it over to, to go into the next uh, quarter. There isn't another quarter. Team's out, they're gone. They start again from zero and off you go. So it is very different. Anyway, let's jump on. We're going to talk about... I think, about Gavin, just, just, just the last thing I want to say, the, the problem that I usually kick myself, because I actually take cover a heck of a lot, even in a normal game that I just take and, and the team goes up and it's, you know, six points ahead and I just feel there's going to be a, a last try coming or something. And then, you know, you, you kick yourself in the end because you feel like you're only going to win, you know, six out of ten bets. And then if, you, if you're giving away, like, some of the profits that you are getting on those that you are winning, then at the end of the day, you're going to be you know, you're going to be going at a, at a loss. So that's that's the only part that, you know, I struggle with sometimes is the keenness to to win is I'm ending up getting it. Uh, as my dad always told me in investing, it's a case of uh, don't uh, water the weeds and prune the roses. I think too too many times I'm, I'm, I'm pruning the roses and, uh, yeah, I'm just chucking uh, water on some of the weeds. Yeah, but if you're taking a bet to win 10 grand, are you really going to be upset if you get eight or seven at the end? I don't know. I think, yes, if you get one or two, but one or two is better than, you know, losing. So, uh, yeah, it is. And as Stoneman said earlier, it's, it's probably about the way you, you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Up next, our Oracle's trips on trading cryptocurrency. <laughs> Very good. All right. <clears throat> okay, so let's talk about the Sharks and the Lions. Uh, I'll yeah. start this one off because I watched both games last week. So, <clears throat> so I had a punt on the Sharks. On the board, I didn't even bother with a plus three or whatever was around last week. Yeah, at 17-0, my wife's calling me. She's going, yeah, the Sharks aren't doing very well. I said, I oh, know they're not doing very well, but it's an 80-minute game. Don't worry about it. And uh, and then, obviously, the cards came out, and yeah, they ended up winning the game. It, it got a bit scary towards the end, but they, they won the game. I'm not convinced that... Uh, I'm not convinced that the Sharks are as good as I thought they were because I actually thought they win the game comfortably without the assistance of the of the new regulations. But yeah, I, this Lions team uh, they they were rubbish. But when I say that, as you said earlier, Han, they defended very well, and it was really la the last 20 minutes, or was it just Mornay Stain? So it could have been Mornay Stain, could have been the last 20 minutes. But I got to tell you, a double digit plus because that's what's going around at the moment. I'm interested in the Lions again. I really am. I think it's too much. I don't think the Sharks are as good as the Bulls. Um, and the Bulls stuffed around. It was, you know, a bit of rustiness. Um, yeah, for me, I'm a Lions plus punter. Yeah, I'm not going overboard. I'm not smashing it up with Granny's pension or whatever I've seen earlier. Uh, I'm getting back into it. I haven't had a proper rugby punt in a few months, so it's very small for me. But I'm, I'm on the Lions plus at double digits. At seven or eight, I'm in the middle. At minus three or four, I'm a Sharks punter. 
Stoney? Oracle. You like your socks? The Lions to beat the All Blacks in Christchurch, you helmet. <laughs> I'm wearing my Bafana shirt tonight. I'm not wearing my Lion shirt. I thought I might take a bit of sticker for all my Lion shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going for right, So, what do you think? No, go for it, Stan, then. Okay. I'm. I'm I'm not I'm not a I'm not an emotional punter. I do I, I, I like I like the Sharks. Obviously I'm a, a Durban boy. I actually like all the teams in South Africa except the Stormers. I've got an intense dislike for Western Province rugby. Sorry for all the other people out there. These guys for I don't know how many years have always thought that they come from a different part of this country. Okay. From the days of Robbie Fleck and before that. So I like it when the Stormers get pumped. I like it when they get absolutely velt. And uh, but I'm I'll bet with my head and and, and not with my heart. But uh, I I still think that with the, the job that Sean Evers done with the with the Sharks is better than 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 what a lot of people think. I think they've got a really good environment there, from what I can hear. I'm still buddies with a lot of people in the sporting fraternity and all that, and, and all the ex rugby players that I talk to a lot. I was having a lovely chat to Wayne Favre. He was at Stokers the other night having a chicken. And, and he's still very involved with it. And he says the setup that they've got there, he says it feels like it did in those 90s. He says there's something, he feels that there's something special happening there. Um, yes, those Sharks were absolutely rubbish for the first 15, 20 minutes. But they couldn't get their hands on the ball. And Stormers were playing that type of rugby that when they do click, it's, it, it, it irritates me. But they, they did look good. I, uh, I think that if, if the Sharks sort out their lineouts, I, I know that, that Locke scored three tries, but he was the one who's supposed to be running the lineouts. Uh, the lineouts were a bit of a mess. Um, I, I think the Sharks is a, is, a, is a decent side. I really do. Uh, that 15, that fullback that we've got, I, he would walk into the Springbok side for me at the moment. I, I don't care what anyone says, that fussy boy. Um, Lions, uh, I won't climb into the Sharks at minus seven and a half or something like that. I would take maybe the Sharks by by 1 to 12, and then I take some lines on the plus. Uh, that's what I would do in, the, in this game. I agree with Gavin, but I don't see the, I don't see the lines beating the Sharks. I don't see that. So I, yeah, I, no, I agree with you. Sharks. I 100% agree with you. I don't think the lines will win this game. Um, yeah. But I do think that, and again, it's, it's just a numbers thing for me. And, you know, when I, when I get offered a, a, a 10 or a double-digit plus, I, I start to think. It's like it's, something's wrong. It just feels wrong. I don't know. What did you see last week? I didn't see that. I saw a team that, that yeah, it's full of youngsters, full of nobodies. I mean, I barely recognized any of those Lions players on the field. In fact, I saw them playing for other teams. Uh, <laughs> well, so, just quickly there, uh, Gab, can I just say, hey, you know, also the, the Lions are also suffering from a few injuries. They've got four changes this week and they all injury made. Um so I think maybe, you know, after this game, they might find uh, get a few players back there. I think there's two guys that are back on the bench for them. I, I forget exactly what the names are. So um, and that's probably not helping their cause at the moment. Um, yeah. Uh, Still that's, double that's digits, though. Mathematically, it just sounds too big. That's all. Yeah. I think uh, the good thing for the Lions is uh, Stisa Tolli and um, Carlos Sardi starting at prop. I mean, those are two solid props. I think uh, Satoli was probably one of the finds of the season in uh, some of these earlier competitions. I, I really rate him. I think he's, he's come along nicely. It's, it's better than having Yanni around there. Uh, you know, he's nice off the field and he's a great oak, but I don't think he's got it on the park that much anymore. So, 
to me, that's that's the future for the Lions, and I think that is the big thing for them is they really building building the future. But I mean, you need a little bit of solidness in between, and to me, that's you know the Bulls are kind of getting that right. They're getting some some experience in there, and the Lions really, you know, the guys that they've got on board is kind of those discarded eggs from elsewhere. I mean, people have talked about Yevier Fadun and his class, and I've never seen it. To me, is he's way overrated. Uh, Fred Zeilinger. Yeah, he's uh, Fred Zeilinger is a bit of a traveling gypsy there. So I don't know. It's it's a bit of a mismatch. I know it worked in in Akash's day, but I don't think it's necessarily going to work again and not against you know these big squads that the that the Bulls and the Sharks are starting to build. So I don't know. The Lions, to me, long term are in a heck of a lot of trouble. But mm. uh, short term, I thought they scrapped really nicely against the Bulls. As I think it was a it was a muck game there for like probably 50 minutes and, and maybe it suited the Lions to just go their way to that nonsense. But, you know, the Sharks haven't put a team away in, in, in a long time as well. So they, they've got the players, but they just, you know, struggle to really put the put the boot in. I mean, Fassi, as you guys have said, they can cut them to shreds. Uh, uh, Kerwin Bosch, again, I saw this weekend when, yes, when he looks up and he just floats through that gap, it's it's fantastic. But, yeah, they, they just don't finish enough to really... Warrant that obviously uh Oxen Chair and, and Thomas a great pack again to have have there. Yichu, as Thoman says, I mean he's not there to score three tries. He should be doing his work in the lineup. To me, he's not the best purchase in any case, you know, uh, against Schickeling and those sorry, kind of sorry, guys. Both right? of you had made mention to it. I just want to cut in, sorry. So the Ike scores three tries and he's a villain because he didn't do his job properly. <laughs> <laughs> if I was if I was on him to score two or more tries, I would have loved the bloke. But uh, otherwise, it's it's like. Uh, but he's a Maltese man, so I mean, I, I know him quite well. But yeah, to me, he's, he's he's not the business quite yet. Uh, Stone man going through his notes, ready for the next game. <laughs> so I just say lions, lions on the plus. I'm with you, Gavin. I just think double digits. You can't really go there, and especially I'd I'd keep a little bit of in running as well. You know, the <coughs> sharks get one early, the lions to just hang in there because I I just don't see them. You know, putting putting thirty pass pass the lions. So to me, it's it's just a plus. I don't have any exotics on on the rainbow cup, so that's that's it for me. Okay, so so just on that note, the in running part. I'm going to tell you right now, this game. Stormers versus Bulls, I'm sorry. The Stormers were fantastic in those first few minutes, but that could have been a couple of things. That could have been the Sharks just, you know, sleeping. Uh, I saw some decent plays by the Stormers. I, in fact, I was very impressed with them for those first few minutes. But after the cards, they were disarrayed. They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't manage their bench properly. But when it comes to the Bulls, I, I think the, the Bulls started off slowly. They weren't as fast as the, the Sharks were. But when Mornay Stain came on, that game was completely different. I've always been a Mornay Stain fan. I've loved the guy, especially when he's played for South Africa. So I'm going to tell you, Stormers Bulls, I'm going to watch. And when Mornay Stain comes on the field, whatever the price is, whatever the handicap is, I'm getting on at that point. Gavin, the Bulls uh, Gavin, Gavin just, just for the record, did yeah, you, have to put your bet. you have to put your bet down now because he's starting. He's starting. Oh, my God. All right. Fair enough, then. I'm going to jump on at the start, and as soon as he goes off, I'm going the other way. That's what I'm doing with this game. Okay. I didn't realize that he was on this. Why? Okay. So that's a good question. Why is he starting? What's going on there? Mine? Do you want to, do you want to go? Yeah. Why wasn't, you know, why, why wasn't he starting, or why is he starting this No, week? why is he starting? There was nothing wrong with the other guy. That, I can't even remember his name. The kicker was fine. I mean, he missed a couple, but he was okay. 
Uh, uh, Gavin, there's a difference between being fine and being more nice in playing against the... Uh, I don't even no, know who's going to play. No, hold on. If I'm, no, but okay, but let's go back to that. If I'm the coach of the Bulls, and I know it's Jake White, and you can argue with me, but I don't think he He's won us the wrong. World Cup in 2007. The other the Australian Oak won us the World Cup. But anyway, well, that's a discussion for another day. If I'm if I'm Jake White, I'm looking at this going, looking at this Mornay Stein thinking, I can't put this Oak on for 80 minutes or 60 minutes. Probably doesn't have 60 minutes. He's he's like 11 years younger than me and I'm 50. I mean, he's he's finished. He can probably play only 26 minutes of a game. So put him on the last 26 minutes. Why put him on the first 26 minutes? Doesn't make sense. So yeah, in fact, never mind when he goes off. 26 minutes into the game, I'm going the other way. Gavin, if you think about it, uh, often why they start with a guy who isn't going to go so long is then you know exactly how long he's going to go. If you only put him on for 20, he could have gone for 30 maybe. But if you start him, then if he conks in after 35, then you got your 35. So I think uh, that's usually just the way they go with the, the guys. I think Morley was always going to go back and, and start. And in honesty, uh, Chris Smith, just he, he isn't at that level yet. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's still uh, probably a vasty cup fly-off and... In my books, he's got a lot to learn, and as I said, it depends on what the Stormers are going to do. I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a Stormers team yet, um, but I know obviously Voliter is out, so uh, I, I think Damien Willemsen will probably move to ten. So that's going to be really something to watch because you're going to have the flashiness of Damien Willemsen, obviously the pace he can get around Mornay, but then you've got the the steadiness of Mornay. And to me, I'm sorry, uh, you know. Every day of the week, I'm I'm backing Mr. Steady Eddie there. So I'm 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 backing the Bulls in this one. They, to me, it's a it's a coin toss, and uh, the Bulls are slightly better priced. I don't know if it's still the same, eleven to ten or twelve to ten. Uh, probably a little bit better than the coin toss. Actually, it's just it's just the still Fanball Harbour that have you going to the Stormers. But to oh, me, I'm, I'm obviously I'm, I would have liked Trevor starting. I'm, I'm completely puzzled that the Bulls are plus team here. Well, or have a bigger than even money price. I think that's, you know, we're going to talk about best bets later, but that's got to be my best bet of the weekend. I just can't believe that the Bulls are not the minus team here. I don't, I don't know what everybody watched last week. They watched 15 minutes of Stormers. The cards came. In fact, I'm, I'm over cards this weekend, whatever that number is. I think the Stormers will can continue their card count. They'll be leading at the end of the tournament. I can't have the Stormers. I don't hate them as much as Stone Man over here because I did live in Cape Town for five years. But I, I do dislike them. I've never lived in Pretoria. I was in the army there for three months back in the like 80s. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm a Mornay Stain fan. I'm so happy he's back. I'm loving his rugby. I'm all over the Bulls this weekend. Sorry, I did okay. cut you short. Carry on there. Me too. No problem. Okay. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Hashtag me too. There we go. <laughs> okay. Um, Stormers Bulls. Obviously, I can't let my emotion get in, get in the way here. Um, Correct. No emotion. No, no emotion. Fuck the Stormers. Sorry, I didn't say that live. Um, sorry, you know... That's right. Hyman beat you to it in the first, to the first minute of the show, he was swearing. Sinatla being banned. He's getting replaced by Sergio Peterson. It's also Sevens player. That's going to be a loss to the Stormers. I don't care what the coach says. Or they, it's a good replacement. That is a loss to them. They've got that pace outside. Um, Schickeling's got an injury doubt, and he's an out-and-out, out, one of the top locks in the country. So that's a problem for them. But what we haven't spoken about yet is that the general's back. Dwayne is back now for the Bulls. He's not going to play the whole game because sorry, they want to they want to watch him. But he's back. They put Mornay Stain back there. I'm not the biggest Mornay Stain fan in the world, not like you guys. But I've got respect for the fact that the Oak controls the game. He controls the game. He'll slow it down. He won't let 
uh, that, that Sharks panic when they start running the ball around. He'll kick when it's, when it's the right time to kick. He'll move the ball around. I, I think um, Mornay's back starting at 10. Dwayne back there as, as captaining the side now. Storm is no price. I also thought uh, that the... I, I can see why they're favourites because they're at home and that type of stuff. But uh, for me, the Bulls... Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, Stoneman. Are they really at home? They're playing in a stadium that barely is any good on TV. I mean, the TV camera's got that completely wrong, that big shadow. It was an absolute joke. The Stormers didn't look like they were at home. They really didn't. Yeah. They, yeah, they, need, I, I they just, needed Newlands last week. Yeah, well, the, the whole COVID thing the whole time, I mean, how, how, every single game you look at now, there isn't a home and away, but there is. You say that in, in football. You watch the football game. You know, you've got the automated screaming and shouts. It's still a home ground. You know what I'm trying to say, so. Yeah I, yeah, I thought before I did this and looked at the pricing, I thought the Stormers would be one or two point favourites. And I was always going to back the Bulls. No, don't bring that I didn't like the Stormers. So I, for me, that this, this, is a, this is an aimer for me, this Bulls team. I think this Bulls team could get busy with the Stormers side. I really do. Okay, so Sean saying Stormers discipline will cost them. I agree. Do you guys think that we will see more cards on the Stormers side? Or do you think they've learned their lesson after last week? Yeah, I, I, I'm also... I think, with all honesty, I don't think Paul Dobson could coach his bottom to have a poo. Um, but um, I really do. I was listening to Nick Mallett and, and Swayze Brain on TV the other day, and they were saying exactly the same thing, that uh, those Stormers, the, the discipline's going to cost them. And uh, I think it will again. Luckily for the Stormers, they aren't coached by Paul Dobson, but John Dobson. But um, I think just... <laughs> Sorry. You know what I mean. <laughs> oh man. He got, no, he got oh, six of the, six of the last characters right. D-O-B-S-O-N. No, but there is a poll. But uh no, any case, just on the cards. I have to say, you know, it, it wasn't that big a thing. I mean, Sonatla just went under oh, okay, that happens, uh, it happens to anyone. Obviously, Sonatla isn't used to so many guys on the field, so he got confused a little bit, went under the oak. <laughs> they don't get they don't do eyeballs in seven. So, I mean, it, it's going to happen to the bloke. And, I mean, Willie Engelbrecht, I mean, the poor bugger was playing his first game for the Stormers, came from the Pumas. Jimmy Stonehouse kicks your ass if you don't hit the guy hard. He tried to hit the guy hard twice and he got sent off twice. So, I mean, it's it's obviously that was a little bit of technique, but I don't think it's um, it's it's anything anything major there on the Stormers' part. I think they're more... You know, they lack luster when, when they start to lose it a little bit. So I don't think it's a, such a major ill discipline in terms of cards factor. Okay, so we're done. So you like the you like the bulls as well, Han? Stone man, myself, we all on the bulls. Okay, good. <coughs> right, let's move on. Pro 14. I have not looked at any of these matches as one game gone, obviously. I don't understand why we're being linked in the same thing as this. There's no final. There's no cross conferences. I'm hoping to eventually go down to Kings Park when when uh, the likes of Glasgow's and Leinster's and Munster's come down to to Durban and even the the odd zebra game. I'm really interested to see some new rugby when we're allowed back in the stadium and and whatever. But honestly, I've not I've not felt anything about these teams. And I had a few Pro 14 punts in the past. So I don't know if you guys have got anything to say about any of these games. You don't have to talk about it, all of them. But if there's one game in particular or two that you like, let us know. Nothing. Well, I'll, I'll go quickly, Hannah. I looked at a couple of games just, just quickly there. I'll run through them very quickly. The first okay. one that, that I had a look at there, just, just from the fact it was, was Connaught playing Leinster. Um, 
and, and I love numbers and I love stats and like and, and like um, I was a big Leinster fan punter my whole life being back in them I vomited last week I think we all did I was upset about that game too because I'd watched La Rochelle in the build up to this thing and La Rochelle really really impressed me um, there was a game a couple of weeks against the Chiefs um, Exeter Chiefs and La Rochelle in the first 15 minutes looked like I've never seen rugby play like that so I'm I'm kicking myself that I never took a bit of cover on Leinster. Uh, I mean, on La Rochelle last week. But um, uh, Leinster, I don't see them winning three games in a row. So they'll be back for this game. Um, I wouldn't take a big bet on this one. I'd probably take a little bit of Leinster on the outright and Connacht on, on the handicap. And the only reason I'm saying that is that I don't see Leinster winning, losing four games in a row. I know they put on a dirt trackers team a little while ago. So that jumped out at me as a, as a possible bet. The other one that I that I also looked at was the Scarlets versus the Ospreys. Um, uh, the Scarlets the week before were absolutely flying against um, the Dragons. I think they were up 22-10, and then they just went to total sleep in the second half. Um, it was an 84-pointer that, Husky. They got beat 52-32. 32, and they 32 ended yeah. 84 points. Yeah. Um, so I think that they would have, they would have caught a wake up from that thing. I just looked at that game and they they back playing at home. Uh, Gavin says no home advantage. I still think there is. So I saw a little <laughs> bit of the the scarlets and the outright there six to ten is some value for me to throw into a multiple. And then the one game that that, that jumped out at me in the, in the French in the French league. I know you guys don't do a lot of French. I used to punt a lot of. No, French no, go for it. That's what this is all about. Go for it. And. And um, I, I like watching the the, the, the the South Africans in 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 the in the league over there. And this this James Hall kid, this Kersney boy, the scrum half, he really, really, really is impressing me as a rugby player. Um, I think if he, you know, he, he got a short stint with the Sharks and they pushed him down to the Kings and he got muscled out of there. The Oak is a quality, quality, good rugby player. He played for Stade Francais. They were super impressive last week. They beat Racing Metro at Racing. And all those people that know me, the Stig, he's out there, and I chat to him about betting. In France, I always bet the home team. So for 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 start to go last week and, and beat racing at racing, they're playing Breve now. It's a mid-table clash. Um, if you look at points scored, start has scored a hundred more points so far in the log already than Breve, uh, and you can get start on the plus. Uh, the French teams at home are always always favourites. So if you want to throw around some stuff there, I think you can get a little bit of start points on the plus, and don't be surprised that they beat Breve. Um, and then one more game quickly, then I'll hand over to... Sounds like I got the wrong favourite there um, as well. No, I wouldn't say it's the wrong favourite. No, in France, the home team's always a favourite. doesn't matter if you if, if Toulouse are playing bloody um, Section Po and Section Po are 22nd in the log of that home, Section Po will be favourites. It's a joke there in France. It's an absolute joke. The home team is unbelievable. Um, and then the quick one is, um, like Heinz says, he's looking for his banker for, for the Friday night to run us into the weekend. Sale Sharks are playing Leicester tomorrow night. The Sale are chasing the playoff uh, places there. Fuff, uh, the little pony, show pony's back for us. Um, you want to call it it's almost another Sharks team. There's an old Sharks front row there. Um, I like looking at stats. And Leicester have won myself and the, the Stig some money lately. But Leicester are resting some players. Um, Sale, uh, the last five games against the uh, Sale have won the last five league games. Uh, the last time that Leicester Tigers won at Salford was in 2013. So you just look at the stats and the numbers. Um, I, I think Sale have got Leicester's, uh, Leicester's number tomorrow night. Big time. Well, that's the Sharks' second side. It's well, a minus 14, though. What is that? Minus 13. What is that handicap? Is it that much? I thought it was minus 9. 14 and a half now, I think. Yeah. 
So, wait, so you then, then. you just including that in a multiple? Or are you going you going they'll win by more than forty? <laughs> well, no. Then then I would be nervous about that. That 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 those you know as a minus puncher, those big handicaps like that scare me. What I'd do then, I'd hope hope that held that Leicester score first and then go in running on sale. <laughs> How does that sound? Okay. <laughs> Han, anything All on right. this uh, European rugby? I'll call it that for that, for lack of a better word. No, Gavin, I think if I had to uh, follow all the rugby, I'd have no life at all. I still have uh, Formula One this week in NRL rugby, and then there's some uh, Giro d'Italia cycling starting. So it's, uh, you know, I've got other things uh, keeping me busy. All right, best bet, Tom. I see Brent's given me an order here, so I'm just clicking them one one after another. Right, best bet time. So I'll start off. I'm going to tell you, if you have one bet this weekend, back the Bulls, and when Mornay Stain goes off the field, close your bet out, go the other way, or just, just take your stake back, because that's when it's not going to go your way. All right, best bet from Hein. Yeah, I'm sticking to my double. Uh, Reds and Reds and Crusaders. Reds and it's Crusaders, a red right. team. Red team to do the business on Saturday for me. I'm not going to stress about any handicaps, anything. To me, that's a, that's that's my big play. I don't even. I, I talked about the banker, but I don't have a lot of other bets going around. Maybe a few into the NRL, but <coughs> otherwise, it's it's just that big uh, that big double for me. So it's it's nice and simple. I, I just worry about those two. And by lunchtime on Saturday, I'm going to know which way it's it, it went. There you go, uh, Stone. Johan, saying like Staders, Red, Sale, and Leinster. Quad. you got to put the bulls yeah, in there. Also, it's got to be a quintuple. Uh, yeah, I, I said Sale, Reds by 1 to 12. I just put them all down there. Crusaders outright, Sharks by 1 to 12. Bulls on the minus now. You can get them on a minus now. They say outright, but they plus 1.5. Take them to minus 1.5. I think that's a nice bet. You'll get 11 to 10 or 12 to 10. Leinster outright, and then start on the plus. So you've got one, two, three, four, five, six. There's a seven there. They call seven, it, right. Horse racing, you call that a Canadian, I think. I think they call <laughs> it a PA. <laughs> Straight line PA. Straight line PA, that's right. I had one of those. I missed by one. Horse came fourth. It didn't have a shoe on. It's the one I left out. I've never had a, I've never had a straight line PA since. Anyway, so, all right, so just to go back to your comment there, I see it's 54 minutes. I'll close out in an hour. So we've got five minutes left. Hein, other than rugby, you were talking about Formula One. What else can the guys look out for a punt to throw into a multiple if they want or something else to watch on TV? What other sport are you interested in this weekend? Yeah, it's definitely it's the Barcelona Grand Prix, but obviously it's it's a bit tough at the moment, which is actually good for, for the watch. It's between... Uh, Hamilton and Vettel are Hamilton and Verstappen there, so it's you know pick a pick a winner. It's it's really tough to call, and everyone says it's course form to Hamilton. So I don't think there's much to punt on 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 that. And as well, Formula One to me, it, it hasn't got as many market options as some of the others. So I usually just in, enjoy a watch, or I take like a triple, you know, the guy to get fastest lap pole and and the win. To me, it'll probably so I'll just take a watching brief there. I'm taking a few long terms on the on the Giro. I like a couple of top tens which I'll have on the site, so the guys can just go have a look there. A couple of yeah. King of the Mountain yes. ones. So it's a You've just reminded me. I've got to put the I've got to put the good for the game little logo. Forgot about that. Sorry, Brent. It's a bit late there. 
There we go. So it's so it's all there and a couple of cracker games tomorrow in the NRL. So everyone uh, should should go check that out. It's always a good watch. ESPN uh, broadcasts one of them now on on a day, so it's yeah, it's a little bit more accessible. So it's it's good, it's good watching. All right, Stone. Anything else other than uh, rugby that you might be interested in this weekend? Well, you know, Gavin and Hunt, you know me how much I love the horses, eh? Um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I mean, nothing's jumped out at me or screamed out at me about the, about the new season. I must admit, I know it's it's uh, the season's moved to Durban, and that gravel poly track. You know, I'd rather goggle glass and sometimes have a punch on some of those things. I mean, the results there are just a fucking joke. So. So, yeah, I, I look for racing and joving and that. Nothing, I haven't heard about any aimers for the weekend or anything like that, except that uh, at, at Paris might go home alone again tomorrow night. Um, but besides that, no, this has been great. Thanks very much for having me on the show. It's been a... Uh, oh, it's a pleasure. I'm sure, I'm, well, I, I, I'm pretty sure I won't be hosting next week. So, yeah, uh, it's very possible <laughs> Brent may pull you back in. Yeah, you were very informative. I'm very impressed. Uh, look, I've known you personally for quite a while now. And, and for those who don't know, the little background picture there is uh, a Stokers. There's a little train there, and there's a little table on the left of where Heinz' uh, picture is on the screen. I love sitting there out in the sun. It's a wonderful place. You'll find Stone Man there. And every Saturday, uh, there's rugby and soccer and horse racing, absolutely always horse racing on, on TV at his pub. Anyway, for me, I, I was quite surprised to see the IPL. Uh, uh, well, I wasn't surprised they finally switched it off. Uh, because of the COVID thing, I was very surprised that they that they went as far as they did. I watched a couple of games. It was quite interesting, but yeah, not not as good as it has been in the past. Um, the Formula One, yeah, I'm very interested in this new law thing. And to go back to what Hans said, there aren't that many betting opportunities. What I used to do with Formula One is try and find a, a match bet. One, one driver to beat another. You know, stick away from the top five. Go and look for some value in eighth beating ninth or ninth beating eleventh or vice versa. That's the kind of thing that I've looked out for. Uh, with regards to soccer, I, I I know the game's on at the moment uh, behind me here, and I know that last week we had a son of a punt uh, with his Arsenal shirt. Um, I'm hoping Arsenal win tonight, and I'm hoping it's a it's an all England uh, uh, final for the UEFA. But yeah, other than that, uh, enjoy the rugby. I'm glad to be back, and I'm sure Brent will have me on the show a few times. And thanks very much for watching, everybody. Don't forget to go go to goodforthegame.co.za and read all of the uh, posts. Go to the forum. I know Brent says this whole thing a lot better than me. But anyway, thanks very much, everybody, for your comments and for uh, for watching. And yeah, enjoy uh, enjoy the weekend and uh, and have a great punting weekend. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, boys. Put. 